day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com, all over the airwaves, digital downloads. You know what you're doing. You're listening to get a, more information, to get an education, hopefully for a better lifestyle, some better choices. Um, you know, this could be on cannabis, hemp, which is cannabis, of course, some mushrooms, psychedelics. Could be just food and nutrition, could be mental health. That's what we're here for. We're here to cover a wide range of topics. But obviously, being on cannabis radio, a lot of what we talk about is cannabis and cannabinoids and such. And, you know, people have heard me talking. It's so great to have different uh, brands on, different companies on, different doctors on. I love the emerging science. There's tons of research happening. But I get a lot of calls lately, I have to say, from some of my friends back in New York. Uh, I grew up there in New York. And of course, unless you're living under a rock, you know that New York has uh, apparently legalized adult use, has an emerging market. They're still sorting out some of the rules, regulations, and uh, some people are, you know, getting their, you know, ducks in a row, as they say. And it's something that I I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, especially for those like I've been watching the industry from California, you know, in the 90s to some of the other smaller states like Connecticut and Arizona, who had a strong medical program and kind of pushed back on the adult use for a while, but are now starting to tip over. Arizona has already gone adult. So, you know, I see a lot of issues where people say, oh, this is something I've been dreaming about. I want to get a license and I, I want to get in the industry. I want to make a lot of money. And yet, they really haven't thought the process through. So today, it's really great to have uh, my guest, uh, a friend uh, from the industry now. We're talking about you know the ins and outs, uh, the logistics. So what better than to have my guest, Bill Fuchs from Logist Green Solutions uh, out of the Midwest, Wisconsin. Bill, thanks for joining us today. Great to have you. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm glad you're doing better. I heard you were a little under the weather, and uh, that that's going around. I hear something, some illness, some you know, virus. You know, but I'm glad to see and hear you're doing much better nowadays. Yeah, little COVID here, little COVID there. So here, COVID there, COVID everywhere, COVID. That's the way it, it's going. <laughs> it seems like it's almost like you almost. And I don't sound this to be because I'm a doctor, and I don't want to sound too you know uh, frivolous about this. But it's almost like you almost want to get it these days just to get those you know antibodies, just to have your immune system go through it. Now again, not. That's for everyone because there's always those immunocompromised or vulnerable people or elderly. I'm not saying it in that regard, but you know, it's, it's one of those things like talking about going to trade shows, going to conferences. Uh, you know, this has changed the dynamic. I used to live in trade shows and conferences, and I haven't really been in one in quite some time. I'm actually heading up to New York in a few weeks to the New York City Vegetarian Food Festival to talk about cannabis and and, and mushrooms and such, but. I have to say I'm a little hesitant. It's a little bit tough, you know, in these days. But we have I have a whole tool belt of uh, of resources. Being a naturopathic doctor, a lot of cool ways to stay healthy, and you know that's what we want to do. We want to keep learning the ins and outs. And then when I don't know something, or I have a question about something or an area of expertise that's not something I'm dialed in on, that's when I want to talk to the experts. So give me a little background on on you and and Logical Green Solutions, and how did you get into this cannabis hemp world uh, yourself. I always like asking my guests that, how'd you get in this space? Um, so ironically, our initial entry or exploration in this space was um, with LED grow lighting back in, what was it, 13, 14, when California, Colorado, Washington were getting rocking and rolling. We dove in um, at the time. And what we found was the LED technology back then was not there, the price was too high. And the industry was a little bit too um, too much coming out of a basement up to under, you know up to trying to be a professional industry. 
So we held off for a while uh, until the farm bill passed in 18 and looked at the technology again. And as with everything else in LED grow lighting and um, LED lighting, it evolved tremendously. So instead of talking about uh, plant light in Kelvin, which it was back in 12, 13, 14, they now were uh, actually talking in horticultural terms and in botany, uh, botanical terms with micromoles and power efficacy, et cetera. The pricing had come down quite a bit and uh, we entered the market there. Logical Green Solutions really started out as energy saving technology, LED lighting and LED grow lighting. And then our sister company is in commercial construction and real estate. Um, the two of them, uh, unfortunately, during the pandemic, all of our big projects went to heck in a handbasket. Everything went on hold. And we had one market that still remained active, which was working with clients um, looking to set up either cultivation facilities for cannabis or hemp or dispensaries, et cetera, somehow get into the industry, working primarily with either two types of clients, growers that love to grow, um, know about the plant, love the plant, love to harvest, but really don't really like that much the rest of the business aspects. Um, and then we had investment groups that are almost conversely opposite, where they're looking to get into the industry they see the industries growing, but they really don't know what their entry point should be, how to get from point A to B, point B. They don't have a really good established network. So we started working with people that way. And then as things evolved in 19 and 20, we added on rolling racking, fertigation, irrigation, water treatment, wastewater treatment, LED grow lighting from the top, like 15 DLC listed manufacturers, some insulated metal wall and panel sealing systems, grow media, fertilizer, et cetera. Uh, we also did our own indoor-outdoor test hemp grow uh, back in 19. And that was a good learning experience for us, learning things the hard way, because you don't learn any better than screwing something up yourself severely and never forgetting about it after that. Um, and uh, here we are today. We're expanding, growing. We're working primarily right now in Massachusetts and New York. are very, very active. And then we're also starting our own. Uh, we have an offer on a building, starting our own. Uh, indoor cultivation for hemp currently that the goal is to switch it over to uh, full med or uh, rec cannabis once Wisconsin legalizes. Sounds like you're busy. I think that's a good thing. It's it's a matter of having a little bit of, you know, touching a little bit all aspects of the operations. Um, I think that's really key here, especially a lot of these people, you said it, maybe some are really passionate growers, maybe grown a half a dozen plants, 10 plants, you know, in their home or in their yard, whatever it is, but never scaled it up where they have full greenhouses or outdoor grows of, you know, 50, 100 you know, acres, who knows? Um, it's a learning process, but it's nice to have people like yourself that have that, 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 that wide spectrum of uh, resources from lighting to building experience to growing experience. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, our growing experience, I'd have to say, is the lowest of the dominators. We rely very heavily on our growing network and partners. <laughs> and plenty of those, but, but that's the key though. There, I mean, same thing with me, my projects, I know what I want to grow, but I'm going to, you know, but I have brought in some of the top master growers and experienced horticulturists. And, you know, uh, some of them have been, you know, underground, you know, black market growers for years. And some of them have been straightforward agricultural vegetable growers on scale. So you want to kind of get that learning curve in perspective. And I think that I, that's just being my message for today is that those people that, especially like in New York or New Jersey or emerging markets, Florida is going to be similar. Each area has its own challenges, but the industry as a whole is challenging. You know, it's just people don't think it's an easy overnight success story. And I just keep 
pushing the brakes on those people that keep thinking it's just gonna be oh i'm jumping in i'm gonna make a ton of money i'm gonna grow a lot of weed and it doesn't work that way i hate to say it yeah not at all especially the way that we have everything set up with our government in that even hemp is legal in all 50 states but you have to look at each single state individually for their rules because while they may allow cbd here they don't allow d8 9 and 10 or another state has their own ordinances and changes so you basically have to learn how to play 50 games and then when you come down to your specific state whether you're doing hemp or medical or rec um the rules and regs are unfortunately um a little bit fluid they're constantly changing um you mentioned i think new york is heading in the right direction they took um hemp and all cannabis and put it under the cannabis control which i think helps and they also i think did another thing that was very logical when they're going out for their adult rec licenses whoever has two years of hemp growing experience gets to be front of the front of the line which means you touch the plant etc <laughs> yeah no, i i know those rules unfortunately but yeah there there's there's some great things and grow your own too in new york which i think is a great thing to have for people who just want to have access to the plant but don't want to go into the business i mean there's a lot of cool micro licenses planned in new york i'm very excited about the market there and seeing what they're doing um i was funny i was i was watching um the the on vice there's a um kush kush kings kings of kush it's a show there it's basically about mon kush the guys up in vermont uh, we've had Mike um, on the show before, uh, Ethan, who's on Survivor, and uh, Sully Sullivan, who, yeah, and Sully Sullivan from uh, OxyClean and stuff like that. They, they just, because Sully's uh, daughter, I believe, started Mont Cush up in Vermont. And I watched the video and just catching a small snippet, they're talking about how they had problems in how they planted their outdoor rows and had to go get a horse-drawn trough, you know, trough to, 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 to rip up the weeds versus weed. I mean, just little things you don't think about and just watching them go through this process kind of shooting from the hip and costing them money in that process. That it's great to have people that have the experience or to work with people that have done this before and, uh, you know, kind of, there's never going to be a perfect solution, but at least reduce some of those challenges or those 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 obstacles that you may face. So, um, very cool. Glad you shared that about LGS and and things of that nature. We know the Midwest. Well, you said the Northeast. The Midwest is going to blow up too, as I believe it's major farmland and it's a major crop that's going to be coming, uh, especially on the hemp side. I think over the next several years, a much more in demand option. But um, cool. Well, we're going to come back, take a quick break. I'm enjoying the conversation as I always do, but with Bill Fuchs from Logistic, uh, what's it, Logical Green Solution? I always want to say Logistical Green Solution. Yeah, Logical Green Solutions, yeah. But that's and, logical. That makes sense. Yeah, Logical Green and, Solutions. And Ethereal Gold. Of course. We're going to talk about Ethereal Gold right after this break. So don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. All right, all right. And we are back. Uh, my guest today, Bill Fuchs. We're talking about the emerging cannabis and hemp markets from the Northeast to the Midwest. And uh, Logical Green Solutions is companies we've been working on for years, a great resource for consulting and development, planning, writing, you name it, resources, water supplies, you know, irrigation. Um, but but again, after a while, you kind of, I've done this as a consultant for a lot of brands, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of investors. After a while, you're like, you know what? There's some really good players, really some really good actors, some really good brands in the marketplace. But I have to say there's a lot of crap. You know, just to be very blunt, there's a lot of crap out there. Um, of course, the CBD world didn't help 
you know, with that too much. Um, and now, of course, the, the context that like you mentioned previously about the Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10, other variations of the plan, forms and functions. It's, it's, it's a, as I've said in my first, you know, cannabis book, the cannabis conundrum of the day. But um, so from there, you, you recently kind of endeavored, it was a 420 launch, I believe, uh, Ethereal Gold. Tell us a little bit about this, this hemp brand. So Ethereal Gold is uh, currently run as a division of our company. And what we're doing with that is rolling out a ver vertical um, cannabis business where our first uh, phase was launching Ethereal Gold website, which is www.etherealgolddispensary.com. And uh, what we're doing with that is trying to establish a premium hemp and cannabinoid platform where people can come and learn and know not only what is going into their body, but also what is not. All of our manufacturers, all of our products, all of our SKU numbers, every single flavor, each one has a complete COA that has potency, solvency, uh, um, solvents, pesticides, uh, mycotoxins, um, mold, mildew, and I'm missing some other contaminants too, but that way you know what's going into your body uh, because unfortunately you are spot on in that our, our running joke in the industry is 90% of people are still selling smoke mirrors and snake oil. Um, if we had uh, Craig Brasco and uh, uh, Doc, we can do CBD and put yeah. CBD labels on. And there's no CBD in the product. It just happens that's our names. It's, it's sort of an unfortunate thing. You know, FDA has let the uh, open the throttle wide open because they never came out with their 2019 regulations and rules. But sooner or later, that will happen. And what we're trying to do is prepare ourselves, not only for our, our customers and our, and, our, and our community, so that they're educated, know what's going in, but also when FDA comes through and starts smacking people in the knuckles with a ruler, we want to be the ones when they go, hey, where's your COAs? We go, here they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Super we got important. everything ready. Everything's labeled. Everything's ready to go. And now... We think it's even going to be more critical because we hit on some of the you know major cannabinoids, but now when you get into some of the more usual ones like HHC and THCO and THCV, people are like the general public is like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, you're shooting out a bunch of letters at them, but they don't really get it. They just want to get you know a lot of them just know cannabis, and even the cannabis hemp conversation is confusing because it is the same plan it's just some one of those compounds they've decided to set a certain limit level on so it's it's really kind of crazy but we need a lot more education uh just like you said those coas are super important i advocate to everyone make sure you ask even if they're not on the sites or linked on a qr code but ask for them because you're entitled to know what you put in and on your body um and 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 there will be i mean i just read that colorado is talking about trying to reorganize their CBD laws and put it under and make all the CBD growers get marijuana grow licenses. And I mean, this is just going to be crazy state to state, rule to rule. Um, but we need to keep educating and advocating. I, I'm, I'm a whole plant guy, although I recognize the value of the individual compounds. Uh, one of my previous guests said we don't talk about them as minor cannabinoids anymore. We talk about as more rare cannabinoids. We don't want to diminish yeah. them. And uh, you know, I think that that rare cannabinoids are lesser prevalent cannabinoid still has a place, a role, a value. And hopefully one of these days, the healthcare system and the and the legislative system and the agricultural systems and the people in between all of them come together and, and, and free the plant and allow people to actually get the benefits from this that they, they should be able to achieve. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, there's there's so much potential out there as long as we can get our stuff together as a as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and that'll that'll be it's going to be an ongoing challenge. And you, you mentioned the whole hemp versus cannabis, which isn't really a versus. It's just a hemp, or is it? You know, is it hemp or is it is it above 0.3 THC? Um, I think I read something the other day that still 52 or 54 percent of the population still doesn't know the difference between reefer madness and hemp. Yeah. It's yeah. like saying, do you know the difference between caffeinated and decaf? You know, as far as coffee, it's similar. But again, I, I don't even think that analogy is perfect. It's something that we really have to evolve or, you know, really shake up the, the, the levels about THC and start worrying about it so much. You know, I think just make it very clear how, what the percentage of THC is in every product. And then it won't matter what, you know, it's cannabis with a THC percentage of X, you know, just kind of lay it out there. I think let the consumer decide. But again, we have a road to go. But I have to say we've made some significant progress, so I don't want to be negative. I, I like to see, you know, the progress that's been made in this industry over many years. And obviously myself, people like yourself want to be catalysts to keeping improving it and moving the, the, that needle forward. And I see that, you know, as we see more and more states legalize uh, cannabis as a whole, they're talking about federal, you know, legalization, decriminalization, some change on a federal level coming soon, maybe before the midterms this year. If they're smart, they would um, do something dramatic but uh i, I will see. take the over unfortunately on that but, i'm hoping yeah. for a little 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 something a little gift a banking note or something like that oh, just there something, was just something yeah. to let us move it forward and then the next two years work through all the logistics of legalization framework or something of that nature but give a throw a dog a bone as they say you know come on give us a little something to be happy about now, if there was a christmas wish list to you know what one thing do i think would really help the industry as a whole you hit it on the head with the bank and financing. Just come up with a depository and lending relationship that people can have um, throughout the U.S. That would yeah. be tremendous, tremendously and, helpful. And then the next one I would say after that would be uh, the ability to communicate effectively across various platforms. So either I'm going to build a platform that you can talk freely about cannabis or they have to have social media rulings starting to allow this topic to become more open in brands and marketing and so forth. But that's coming after that. I'm saying I got step by step. Yeah, that one, but, that one is going to be even dicier because to me, and it, after just going through this with ethereal gold, as we were putting out, what can we show where and what can't we show where? And some of the place, some of the, some of the platforms you don't know, and they won't tell you until you submit your information and they go, nope, you're rejected. Yeah. It's just, it is the, I've never heard of anything in any other industry that is so bizarrely set up. Um, but it's totally random. I, it, we, we found one of the platforms that I'll leave nameless does not allow you to put CBD in it, but if you want to call it D eight, D nine, D 10, you're fine. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. It, it reminds me when I was an undergrad, I did a statistical project and I took every, uh, I took about 50 Playboy magazines and I analyzed them based on articles, photos, and advertisements. And how many of them were cigarette advertisements or alcohol advertisements in that magazine compared to anything else in the magazine itself? And so it's like when they realized that the cannabis advertising budget and that, that dollar will start to, to support the industry and, and industries as a whole and the money will start to circulate. And that's why I said we go back to the banking part. It has to be something that, you know, we see a change where we can actually, you know, not have people getting held up for having bags of cash. You know, that's really not the, the way this industry 
can evolve or even sustain itself. So, no, I think it's great. There's a lot of moving parts. It's so great to have someone that's like been involved in different aspects of it. Now, obviously, involved in their own branding challenges. I've done a lot with brands. Um, Oh, and they don't yeah. understand, and that's why I said even when I was brought in to to help to build a cannabis vertical and a CBD brand, I was like, you could do of them, but they're not, but most of them won't be legit, and I won't be allowed to do the traditional marketing tools or or, or advertising tools or communication tools that you would with a pea protein brand or whatever you want to call it or a, a new mushroom jerky. It doesn't it's 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 not the same. So hopefully these things will start to change. Um, for the better. But in the meantime, we put our head down, we keep doing what we do, and obviously helping uh, you know, clients of yours, as well as um, congratulations on the building and the opportunity to expand yourself operations you know, locally. That's always key. So. Yeah, that's, I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things we're looking at with our building, too, is it's sort of ironic when you mentioned um, about smoking, or we were talking about smoking mirrors and people that are out there still doing things that are very questionable is we find that when we're working in the hemp industry, most hemp growers will help other hemp growers. They call it coopetition, usually. Midwest Hemp Association, or Midwest Hemp Council, rather, is is a big, big um, advocate of helping each other and then also working together to get compliance and laws and legalization cleaned up. However, we have been finding much, much more that on the marijuana side, it's like Daffy Duck, if you remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where Daffy Duck gets shrunk down by a genie and he finds a pearl in an oyster. And he's only about this big and he goes, mine, 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 mine. Everybody in the marijuana industry thinks they have the secret sauce. And oh, yeah. There's a thousand different paths to go on. About 800 of them are going to fail miserably. 100 <laughs> of them are going to lose money. And then you're down to that final hundred of which maybe 50 will break even. And you want to be in that final 50 where it actually is, is going to make money. But that is un unfortunately sort of a way the two industries have, have established themselves. Um, and one of the things we're looking at doing with our cultivation is also use it as a, uh, in a virtual showroom and trade showroom where we can show clients the last two years, we've had a real hard time where somebody says, Hey, I'd like to see this light in action. And you're like, between COVID and everything else, we can't get you in. But if we're in hemp, I, we can yeah. actually, you know, we can shoot that all over the place in the United States. If somebody's in uh, Arizona, New York, it doesn't matter. Something I want to help you with. I, I, I've seen the need from vendors on different materials or lighting to actually growers wanting to help other growers just communicating why you're not going to fly across country and walk in someone else's gr greenhouse when you can do live screen or videos. I think the digital communication is huge. It's obviously made an impact telemedicine with COVID and healthcare. I see there's a lot of ways we can emerge this industry, and I'm, I'm glad you see that purpose as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Of, I'm hoping to have a whole bunch of studios, satellite studios around the country and the world that will provide content in, uh, so that we can all get that education, that information on the best products and services available. So very cool. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to wrap you know, our last break so don't get anywhere we got to pay some bills so let the sponsors talk but uh don't anywhere we'll be right back uh here on canvasradio.com i'm doc rob your concierge to better living the concierge for better living will continue in a moment And we are back our last segment of today's podcast and uh you know again doing these podcasts for almost seven years it's uh it's always cool. I mean, I just love it. I hate that they end so quickly. I wish we could talk for hours with most of my guests. 
Um, and, and Bill, you're, you're one of them as well. We have so much we can talk about different ins and outs of the industry. Um, but as I said, I'm really excited that you have your own brand launched. I think that that's really cool, obviously, um, with the COAs and the quality control. Um, people should check it out. I, I, your, your, your brand is Ethereal Gold Hemp and EtherealGoldDispensary.com. Um, I think that's really cool. It, it reminds me of a, a company, it was a product called Ethereum with an M not trying to confuse our listeners, that was the story was that it was an asteroid or meteor that hit a specific piece of land in California and that all the land around that just became like amazing. There's certain rose bushes grew out of it. And I mean, just all I can say is the ethereal aspect just makes me think of growing and, and, and worldly. And, and, and I think it's just a really cool concept in my head at least. So I, I hope everyone checks out ethereal check out the products, Quiz them. Give them a hard time on the COAs. You know, ask those questions. I know the team there really wants you to feel comfortable and confident and be educated. So, um, yeah. So, you have any what 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 with that brand? Any specific products or form factors you're especially excited about? Well, we actually um, what we did is we went. We, we are not branding our own at this second yet. Um, we did oh, a little nice. with our smokable flower initially a couple of years ago, and what we're doing is because there is so much investment and work and expense that goes into COAs and packaging and production is we looked at, I think, a total of 70 different manufacturers. And out of 70 manufacturers, our, our simple request was, what products do you have that are fully documented with full spe- you know, full panel uh, COAs, not only for potency, but for all the things that should and should not be going in? And out of that, what would your guess be? How many out of 70 manufacturers, how many do you think qualify just out of curiosity. Eight. Oh, damn close. We had 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Half of them, half of them would not correspond anymore when we asked for that. Oh yeah. For oh, sure. We also went through about another dozen that we have internally blacklisted because they actually altered the COAs. Because what we would do is take a COA, check the SKU code to make sure it worked, because the SKU code should pull up pull it up. And then we also would call up the lab and say, hey, I'm looking at this this batch number such and such from this company can you tell me does this agree with what you have and does that match and um surprisingly in uh we had we had some that were blatantly they blanked off for example one of them had the solvents just blanked off and we're like wait a minute i know this lab's form there's right here and where did they go and i called up the lab and the lab goes our form shown solvents there Oh yeah, and present, oh, I'm sure. And an undesirable yeah, but they amount. fail. Yeah, they <laughs> fail. And we're like, wait a minute. So instead of getting it cleaned up and retested, they put a piece of white paper over it and blanked it out. That was one of the more blatant ones. But yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, that and sometimes people are talking about dosing and how hard it is to dose, which it is a challenge because everybody's system handles cannabinoids a little differently, and it also yeah. can make a difference on what you ate, when you ate, what you're doing, you know, what you're doing. Sure. And um, the other thing we're finding unchallenging is if the manufacturer says there's 60 milligrams in and you run the potency test with the lab and find out there's only 28, guess why yeah. your dosage is also not working so well. For sure. So, um, yeah, there's a lot a lot of things just to watch for to make sure that you, you know what's going in and what's not. And that uh, I think it's getting there, as you mentioned. I think we've made great strides in the last couple of years. This just happens to be a long way to go yet. 
For sure. And, and with that, I'm going to give a plug to APA, the American Herbal Products Association. I'm a big fan of APA. They have a cannabis committee. I've just been invited to join their new psychedelic committee, which is really cool. Um, and again, it's one of those organizations that if you are a manufacturer, you want to start a brand or anything of that nature, check out APA. They have guidelines, books, things of ways of doing it properly. Um, they're just good people. So I just want to give a shout out to that. Just like you, Bill, good people trying to do things right, keep it quality, keep people safe, getting them the wellness products they are looking for at an affordable price. I know that's one of the things that you're a big advocate for is, is quality prices, as well as I know that percentage of your profits are going back to communities that are have been affected by the war on drugs, you know, imbalanced. So I think yeah. that's a really great thing to, to be able to give back as well to uh, you know, this has been going on for decades, this war on drugs. And, and yeah, some people are making money, but they don't realize a lot of warriors, you know, went down for this fight. So uh, I think it's really great to give back. And I always look at those companies that are philanthropic in that way, too. It's great. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, we're doing 5% of our profits from Ethereum Cold Dispensary are going to a non-for-profit local here um, in the community to help with the community. Because you're right, there's a lot of things that you just scratch your head and you look at it and you're going, why are they doing jail time for that? Yeah, no, not not the right reason for sure. Well, yeah. again, we're running out of time. Unfortunately, everyone that's listening, check out ethereogolddispensary.com, uh, Logical Green Solutions. If you have any questions, we'll have the links posted here after the show or reach out to me anytime. Uh, happy to connect you with Bill and his team. They're awesome. And again, thank you everyone at Cannabis Radio for making this happen. My, my awesome producer, Brasco, as always. And uh, thank you, Bill, for taking the time today to give us some insight to your efforts, your insights, and your new endeavors. And um, again, we'll have you on, I'm sure, to catch up uh, with what's happening to new products and other things that are happening on your end. Uh, as everyone that's tuning in, as I always want you to wish you all the best, uh, we all work together to make today better than yesterday, and hopefully tomorrow is better than today. And again, I wish you all the best in health and happiness. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.